Hello. Welcome to Public Affairs and WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we're joined by Natalie J. Rowe, who is the president and CEO of an organization that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, and I want you to know all about uh, and to be able to participate with some of the things that Second Harvest. Thank you so much for coming on, Ms. J. Rowe. Tell us, number one, let's start off with those exciting things that are happening very soon or in the spring. Uh, talk talk to us about the Carrier's Food Drive and then the Ducky Race. What is it, the Duck Derby? <laughs> the what rubber is Duck Derby. Rubber Duck Derby, yeah. Go ahead. So, so Lynn, thank you so much uh, for having me. Um, and you said something which I think is really key to what Second Harvest does and that it really does take the whole community I feel like we're privileged enough to be that place where we get to see such generosity and we're able to mm-hmm. help fight hunger as a result of it. So we have a couple things coming up that we talked about. Uh, this week is the letter carriers drive. So people should be receiving, as we speak, uh, paper bags in their uh, mailboxes that have been made available to us by our sponsor, uh, BP. 500,000 of those bags will be placed in mailboxes. And we're hoping that everyone will take those bags, or if you don't get a bag, any old bag will do, and put some non-perishable food by your mailbox this coming Saturday the 13th. Okay, it's May 13th is what we're talking about. It doesn't go on any longer. It's just one day, is that it? It's just one day, though if for some reason your food does not get picked up, you can take it to the post office the following week. So we we will be receiving food for several days. Okay. But May 13th is the day that the letter carrier will come and pick it up by a mailbox. You know, I feel so sorry for the letter carriers. Imagine carrying little canned items into your truck. And it's so wonderful of them to be able to do this. And Incredible I, volunteer yeah, effort on their is, part. I, really I agree. It's a, it's a tough job, and I can only imagine what it's like carrying that food. Well, and in at least it's the weather is not real hot yet, but I, in hot weather it would be just awful. But Aren't we fortunate? How Aren't wonderful fortunate? of them to do it, though. Well, and it's a lot of food. Uh, Jefferson, Orleans, St. Tammany, we're down in Thibodeau. Uh, parishes all participate in this. Uh, St. Mm. Bernard, did I say that as well? Yeah. Um, that's almost 300,000 pounds of food that gets collected. So Good grief. just imagine that. If you come into our warehouse, you'll just see the entire floor covered with these bags full of tuna fish and soups and stews and rice and beans and macaroni and cheese, and all kinds of great food. You know, that's a, a good point. Mention to the people what sorts of things. Loose, for instance, like macaroni in a bag. Could yes. you put that in? And, in a bag, yeah. or rice, um, anything in cans. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we love protein, so tuna fish is great. Sure. Soups and stews are great. Avoid glass, if yeah. at all possible, you know, for the obvious reasons. Of course. And then perishable foods, mm-hmm. um, because... We sort through all of those bags um, after we get them, and it may take us a little while. So we want to make sure the food is still good. And fresh and, and, fresh and good. Yeah. And healthy. The healthier you can uh, make the food that goes into those bags, the better. Because when you think about it, uh, hunger is really about nutrition. So sure. if you're giving something that's low salt content, for instance, that may be good for a senior that uh, has health conditions. Of course. You know, uh, or even, I wonder, how about those little Vienna sausages? 
personally love the Vienna sausage. <laughs> yeah, I know for children, a lot of times they say, that, you know, at least they're a high protein, high, you know, in other words, and something the kids like they're and can eat the whole time. And they're convenient. Well, that's and, and it. And that yeah. definitely makes a difference. Uh, yeah. Some of our programs, is, as we talked about a little bit beforehand, uh, some of them go directly to children. Yes. So in that instance, having a pop-top can and, and sure. applesauce or a juice box or a can of Vienna sausages, that really goes a long way. Yeah, so, you know, that's it's a useful thing and something that, that you can easily pick up a handful. I mean, I think they're like 37 cents. Well, I guess they're maybe 60 cents a piece yes, or whatever. And, and, and a lot yeah. of protein, very nutritious. Yeah. And I talk about children, but... It, Seniors sometimes yes. can't, don't have the ability sure. to prepare food. So having some of that easy to prepare, yeah. things that don't have to be heated up on the stove, can really go a long way. And that's just kind of to think about it when you're at the mm-hmm. grocery store, pick up stuff that maybe ordinarily you wouldn't, you wouldn't think about. But, hey, you know, this is something I can put in that bag, and it's light and easy and can have a bunch of them and can provide a snack or a lunch for somebody who really, really needs it. Yeah. Well, and another another thing people may not think about is peanut butter. Good idea. Peanut butter is such a great source of sure. protein and sugars. It's got so many food groups. Absolutely. Um, and it, we we have whole schools that do peanut butter drives for us. So oh. It's just a great nutritious food that, that everyone likes. But no glass. Uh, glass is to be avoided. Okay, so no glass, but otherwise put it out on the 13th in your bag and your letter carrier, that dear person, <laughs> will just tote it off. Good, yes, please. Good put work. it out on the 13th in the bag that will be delivered to you mm-hmm. or any bag. And, sure. and if for any reason your bag doesn't get picked up, drop it off at your post office. That's um, good. And it will make its way to us. I'm so thrilled about that. That's Let's all get ready for that. You'll hear this today and then put it out in a few days. But here's something that's coming on a little later. Tell us about the Rubber Duck Derby. So another uh, fun thing that we do at this time of year is our Rubber Duck Derby, which this year will take place on Saturday, June 3rd. Okay. And that's going to be at City Park's Big Lake. Okay. Uh, And this is a way, this is a really fun way to get involved with our fight to end hunger. So we actually launch more than 20,000 <laughs> little rubber ducks. <laughs> okay, that sounds like fun to me. Into Big Lake. And the ducks are purchased for $5 each, which allows us to mm-hmm. uh, provide mm-hmm. 15 meals, by the way. Wow. So for every duck that's purchased. So you can go online and purchase our ducks for $5 each, or you can purchase a quack pack for $25 and get an extra duck, or you can purchase a Quacker's Dozen and get two extra ducks, so you would get 12 in total, and that would be $50. And then for $100, you can get a a flock of ducks. (laughs) Then you have to come out. Well, you don't have to, but you should come out and uh, participate with us at City Park on June the 3rd at 4 o'clock when these ducks get launched from the back of a big pickup truck or... uh, (laughs) Well, a dump truck or something. dump truck, thank you. That's... A better description because yeah. pickup truck's not nearly big enough. And then we have the firemen. The okay. local firemen come with their big hoses, <gasps> oh. and they squirt the their hoses at these ducks, and they race and, into a funnel. And the top 10 or so ducks 
actually win prizes, oh. or rather the people that bought them win prizes. Now, how do you know that it's your duck? Every individual duck is tagged. Ah. So if you would like to volunteer, uh, one of the many ways you can volunteer at Second Harvest, in the next few <laughs> weeks, we will have volunteers sticking little tags on the bottom of each of these okay. rubber ducks. So when you adopt a duck, um, your the number goes on to the bottom of the duck, and then the if the duck wins, we've got some fabulous prizes. So the top prize is five thousand dollars in cash. Oh. Um, the second is a, a thousand dollar Rouse's gift card. We have a Carnival cruise for two. Oh. We have Southwest Airlines tickets. We have a two night stay at the Omni Riverfront. A year of raising canes. I, I've had oh. people say I'm <laughs> I'm buying ducks for the raising canes. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Reginelli's Pizza. A $250 gift certificate to Rich's Wash That. Okay. My husband would love that. Uh, a NOLA Motorsports Park Karting Party. No, I, I don't even, I have no idea what that is. Are you going to tell us? <laughs> That's why I'm reading it off the list. <laughs> yes, But it sounds fun. Yeah, I have a couple like of staff members who've been over to NOLA Motorsports, yeah. and it, it's, it's probably a blast. And then there's a suite at a baby cakes game. Well, now that them. sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. Lots of fun things. Well, you know, and it, it's just fun to, to think about. It. Of course, you don't get to keep your ducks. No. Aww. These are traveling ducks. They're professional racing ducks. Aww. And when they leave us, they'll go to the next location yeah. where they're doing the duck derby. And just like horses in the der- exactly. you know, on the derby rounds. Okay. Oh, very, what can very I say? special ducks. <laughs> so be sure you, you sign up early so you can get a really championship duck. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Right. And come out. You, you shouldn't be able to miss us. There'll be a big inflatable rubber duck and, oh. at Big Lake. So it's <laughs> hopefully it will will be very, very easy to find the uh, the Rubber Duck Derby location. Now, tell us how one gets involved in that. I mean, there must be a telephone number or a website or something so that we can go and purchase yes, our ducks early. The, the best way with Duck Derby, well, there are lots of ways. So um, with Duck Derby, which is sponsored or presented by Capital One Bank, you'll be able to go into the Capital One branches oh, okay. and actually purchase ducks there. <laughs> so I I would certainly advise everyone to visit your Capital One branch and participate that way. But you can always go on to our website uh-huh. for this and, and for any of our programs or even if you know of someone in need of our services. Oh, okay. And our website is no-hunger.org. Okay, no-hunger.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And please remember, let's mention that at the end of the show. Yes. And I bring it up again. Yeah, I'll bring it up again. And, of course, you can always call us. Um, Mm -hmm. Our main line is 734-1322, and we will connect you to whatever department Mm -hmm. um, can help you, uh, you know, with what what needs you have, whether it's donating food, volunteering your time, donating funds. If you know someone in need, if you want to participate in one of these programs, if you're interested in being one of our summer feeding mm-hmm. sites, for instance, so that's and that's one of the uh, one of the things about these events is that they both help us to prepare for a time of year which is tough for so many children, yeah, because they're out of school and mm-hmm. they're not getting their free and reduced breakfast and lunch. So we have real concern that children during the summer are not getting enough nutritious sure. food. You know, tell us, I want you just to be 
pretend like I know nothing because that's true. You know, I know very little about it. But let's talk about Second Harvest, what it does, how long it's been around, uh, some of the wonderful things that it's doing, and how people can really get involved. What you've just mentioned, given us a whole list, but let's let's kind of expand on that because I want people to know that anybody can participate in doing this and it's it's a wonderful program, and it's let's not hide its light and, under the bushel. <laughs> well, thank you, because it, it really does depend on everyone participating yes. uh, for Second Harvest to succeed in its mission. We were founded 35 years ago wow. by uh, Archbishop Hannon, mm-hmm. Bishop Morin, uh, Ben Johnson, and a number of community leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rabbi Cohn was yes. part of it. Uh, as South Louisiana's answer to this issue of hunger. And what we know, of course, is that we throw away 40% of everything we grow, manufacture, process, prepare in this country. So there is no reason for anyone not to have enough nutritious food. And Second Harvest was founded to try to make sure that that was the case, to get this leftover food Mm -hmm. that will go to waste into the hands of people that could use it to improve their lives. So now we serve over 30 million meals a year. We're a warehousing operation in some respects. We have a warehouse here in Harahan and a second one in Lafayette that helps us on the western Mm -hmm. side of our service area. We're reaching about 210,000 people a year. More than a third of them are children. But we know about 380,000 of our South Louisiana neighbors are at risk for hunger every single day. So we always, we feel the urgency that even though we're doing 30 million meals, the real need is for 69 million meals. And that's meals after a family is able to take care of itself and its own needs or participate in other programs. That's just the gap that we hope to fill in the, uh, what we call the nonprofit or charitable Mm -hmm. sector. So um, again, 75% of everything that comes into Second Harvest, uh, food, funds, volunteer times, comes from private sources. Mm -hmm. So it's the Walmarts that may be donating 10 million pounds plus of good meat, produce, dairy product to us every year. It's the Zatarans, the Rouses, the the hospitals, the Superdome, Mm -hmm. Centerplate, and so many, many ways. Anyone that it has a, a food service of some type and has leftovers um, mm-hmm. can contact us. And then, of course, we're devoted to trying to reach people who are hungry wherever we can and however we can. So we work in schools. We work with church pantries. We work with um, shelters. We work with community centers where mm-hmm. uh, older people gather. Um, we drive our trucks out into communities and do what we call mobile pantries so we can actually distribute food directly from our trucks. We have an 8,500-square-foot kitchen, and we're producing about 400,000 individually packaged meals. Now, these year. are cooked meals. These aren't like these are cooked canned meals, yes. goods and, and raw stuff. Um, correct. So in the case of children and sometimes in, with seniors, uh, we realized it was important to get a complete meal mm-hmm. to an after-school program or a, a summer feeding program where, uh, who knows, maybe they're doing an arts program or some mm-hmm. type of summer mm-hmm. program, and we can bring a, a nourishing oh. meal to accompany that program. 
How nice. Um, or we may do open sites. We take our trucks with these prepared meals to public libraries, for instance, during mm-hmm. the summer. So any children in the neighborhood can access the food. Now, how is this advertised? I mean, how would people know to come, that you'd be there in front of the library on Saturday morning or Saturday noon? So normally our our partner agencies, and mm-hmm. that's what we call them, we have about 500 of them spread across the mm-hmm. southern part of uh, Louisiana, they'll they'll do the advertising. Okay, so the put library up a will yeah. say, you know, we'll have Second Harvest Truck outside at such and such a time okay. on, on such a day and so that they can so that they know what type of numbers to sure. expect and they can be prepared for, for that. And to receive this food, do you need any sort of identification no. or registration? No. Okay. Now, the unfortunate uh, truth is that virtually every community in South Louisiana is eligible for free and reduced breakfast and lunch, meaning that more than 50% of the kids in mm. our public schools yes. are eligible. So the community has eligibility. So we can reach any hungry okay. child virtually in South Louisiana mm-hmm. that could use a meal. Okay, so it's very easy access. Very easy. And you just have to be there and, and get it. You have to be there uh, or signed up for one of these summer sure. or after-school yeah. programs as a way to get the food. Well, you know, that's really just seems so wonderful and how does the food, now you've just said you get it from all of these different places. Mm-hmm. Tell us how volunteers work in this, or if someone is interested in getting more involved, what different things can volunteers do? And we actually get food from all over the country. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things yeah. uh, in a food bank. So we may have apples and salmon from Northwest. Oh, and, how nice. Uh, we have a type of barter system with our other food banks. We may trade off our sweet potatoes, <laughs> for instance. Okay. We have a good sweet potato system. We we rely completely on volunteers. Mm-hmm. And you can call us at 734 or visit our website. Mm-hmm. Our website uh, gives you the ability to sign up for a volunteer spot you know, from the website mm-hmm. itself. Volunteers for us are the equivalent of 27 full-time staff members. Wow. So more than 16,000 people visit and volunteer with us every year. They do things like packing boxes. So they'll take the, uh, the food from the letter carrier's drive and they'll They'll categorize it into soups and stews and cereals and pastas mm-hmm. and rice so that we'll have it nicely separated. Um, they'll throw out what is no longer consumable yes. so we can make sure that whatever we send to our member agencies is good. Or they can help us in our kitchen preparing oh. meals. Um, or they can help us glean oranges, which we do <laughs> uh, at the end of each year when in St. Bernard and Plaquemines yes, Parish, yes. or they can help us pick turnips, which we've done recently down oh. in La Rose. So there are in multiple, multiple ways that volunteers help us. Um, they help us in, with clerical things. They can stuff thank you mm-hmm. letters for us, which is a huge help. So many, many ways. And, and most anybody can volunteer. Some of that sounds mm-hmm. like it might be lifting and carrying, but yes. others of it sounds just like, you know, doing sanitary, sedentary things. You can sit yes. down and do it, or you can, you know, kind of hang out and do it. Absolutely. Sometimes we're painting and cleaning the warehouse. There are all kinds of opportunities, and we're pretty good on the website telling mm-hmm. you if it's an activity that 
we want you to be a certain age sure. uh, for, or if you need to be able to lift things, we'll let you know uh, what that is. And but there's plenty, plenty, plenty of work. <laughs> let me tell you. So usually we can find a spot for you. Well, you know, I was thinking about this. I just realized that one of my grandchildren picked oranges uh, in Saint went somewhere in Saint Bernard with uh-huh. his a group, and they picked oranges. And I was going, "What are y'all doing picking?" He said, "Oh yeah, well they've already taken the oranges." that they're going to sell, and this is just kind of what's left over, which uh, an ancient biblical way of feeding the poor, as a matter you of know, fact. But uh, being yeah. in those orange groves, it's, I mean, it always, it's always so meaningful for me because I, I know the stories. I've read the stories mm-hmm. of people that died of scurvy because they sure. couldn't. And you look at the oranges in those plantations, and there's so much of it. We can fill a tractor trailer oh, yes. just with the seconds on those yeah. oranges, and it can mean so much Absolutely. Uh, to people's health. So that's um, the gleaning projects are one of my favorite volunteer projects because you're out in the fresh air, yeah. and, and you, it just really comes home to you what you're able to do. It's perfect for kids if you mm-hmm. have a group of, you know, 13, 14, 15-year-olds mm-hmm. because the trees usually are not, I mean, you're, it's not like you're crawling mm-hmm. up a, to get a coconut from the tree. But you can reach it and put it in a bag, with, have some gloves, and that's a nice day out in the sun. And uh, Yes. Getting some, you know what I've often wondered, and this is just an off-the-wall question, it breaks my heart when I see all the fruit trees in, in New Orleans with oranges on the top mm-hmm. of them. I have oranges and limes in my backyard and give them away, but the people next door, you know who you are, uh, <laughs> have a great big tree, and a lot of those they just... You know, they're in the top of the tree. They can't, I can understand, you can't, what are you going to do, get on a 10-foot ladder and pick the things. But I see those all over. And I say, you know, it's a shame. I know in some city, for instance, Phoenix, Arizona, has a whole program where people go out and pick everybody's trees. You have to, you know, people have to know that someone's going to come do it. And we have a program like that. Oh, do you? Tell us about it. Fruit Tree Project. Okay. Um, so we basically line up volunteers. If mm-hmm. you contact Second Harvest, you'll get to this through our website as well and say, I have some orange trees in my backyard. <laughs> um, we'll try to locate the volunteers to come and pick those trees for you so that we can take sure. the fruit and get it to someone who can help. So it does exist here in New Oh, Orleans. okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that because, like I say, I've, I've been worried about those oranges all, <laughs> all this time. Now I don't have to worry but anymore. That, that's a perfect example. The young lady that founded that program as a volunteer now works for us, and she's okay. in charge of all of our food sourcing efforts. So uh-huh. it's not only the fruit trees. She's also working with all the retail stores and mm-hmm. the rice growers and, you know, any yeah. donation of food, large or small, that we can do something with um, she's trying to make it happen you know and also particularly fresh things mm-hmm. which is something that uh, often you miss depending on where you live you know you it's hard to to get fresh oranges if you you can go to the store yes. and buy them but how more how much more wonderful if you can just you know get them and if they're there and they're going to rot why not perfect way to do it you know you all do so many interesting things and it's it's wonderful. And I really, I hope the listeners get in touch with you and find out what they can do. I suppose even if you didn't feel like you could do any of these other things, you could certainly send money, couldn't you? Absolutely. Uh, We are so thankful for 
any kind of uh, contribution, whether Mm -hmm. it's your time, your talent, or your funds. And because we're doing this with donated food, Mm -hmm. we can really stretch a dollar a long way. So for every dollar that comes to Second Harvest, we're able to provide three meals. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, please. We would love to see <laughs> you. We would love for you to do a food drive sure. for us or call us about your orange trees. And, <laughs> but uh, if you can make a contribution, we can really do a lot because as, as we discussed, the, the food's mainly donated. So our costs are the cost to pick it up in our yeah. trucks, deliver it to people in need, keep it cool and fresh yes. in our freezers and coolers. That's But that costs money. That's not, unfortunately, people can't donate your electric bill. It does. Our main costs are for running the two warehouses that we have that serve the whole southern part of the state. Well, you know, sending money is good. And, of course, participating in these things. uh, I love the duck derby, but also the the free food drive. Um, I would say if you had a church organization or a, a civic organization that you belong to that has i don't i know nobody has any spare money that's ridiculous to say <laughs> but you know if you're thinking about how am i going to spend something i hope that they'll think about uh this because it's such an important thing and it it does a good job and it's you can see immediately what the results are it's not like something we're going to build uh, you know a, a hall somewhere or we're going to do this this is an immediate response sort of a thing and uh that to me that's so wonderful and if you're able to donate some of your treasure and you want to come and volunteer Mm -hmm. and see yeah um, what good your treasure does uh, we can we can certainly accommodate that and love to have groups in our warehouse volunteering well i love the group volunteering but also uh sometimes you'll be at a meeting and they'll say well let's give fifty dollars to this and you'll say, well, that, that's, that's a wonderful, and everything's wonderful. I mean, most of the things are delightful, but keep Second Harvest on your list of mention it when, you know, when people start thinking about where the group is going to use its, its riches. Not that it has riches, but it's, even its pittance is okay. Uh, all contributions are really, really valued. And one of my other favorite memories are uh, during times of disasters, which oh, is very, very difficult for people. But I cannot begin to describe the generosity that we yes. see. So when a Dickie Brennan and a Susan Spicer uh, and an Amy Sims and so many of our fabulous, iconic chefs, Tori McPhail, say, I want to come and cook thousands oh. of pounds of food at your in your kitchen that we can Wonderful. take up to Baton Rouge or to Lafayette sure. or to places that have been uh, New Orleans East after yes. the tornadoes. Um, it, it's really so amazing to, to see that, to see the community come together. Well, now let's reiterate, because as you see, our time is working down here. Tell us about the food drive that the letter carriers are going to do, and then the Mm -hmm. Ducky Derby. (laughs) So this weekend, look out. And in fact, your bag should be arriving any day now. Waiting for you at home. Waiting for you, hopefully. But if you don't get your bag, any bag will do. This Saturday the 13th, please put out uh, food, non-perishable food, by your mailbox, Mm -hmm. and the fabulous letter carriers will pick it up and get it back to Second Harvest. A huge thank you to BP for making it possible for us to put bags in in, uh, people's mailboxes. 
And then on Saturday, June 3rd, come join us. Actually, check out our website <laughs> before that and adopt your ducks. That's right. And then join us on Saturday, June 3rd at 4 o'clock at uh, City Park's Big Lake to watch 20,000 rubber ducks race. <laughs> <laughs> if you're particularly fond of rubber ducks, which I kind of am. <laughs> and hopefully win one of these great prizes we talked about. That's wonderful. So check the website, find out the prize, and then buy your ducks. A whole flock would be great. Thank you so much, Ms. Jero, for coming on and telling us, just giving us all the information. And I hope, listeners, that you all enjoy this and will have fun and come out on the 3rd, put your food out on the 13th of May, and uh, participate in, the, in this wonderful project. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Public Affairs on WRBH. Thanks for listening.